0: Once you take this, it might open your eyes to some other games you might not recognize right away or or realize like, oh, maybe I should give that one a chance. Like, I don't know what Geometry Dash is, but it's a rhythm based platformer. Yes, please. And thank you. Welcome to the level two podcast.
1: Level two podcast is a monthly podcast airing on the checkpoint church podcast hub, where we feature two or three of our level two members. Level 2 members are folks from within our community that have stepped up to the plate of serving Checkpoint rather than just being served by Checkpoint. Each episode will tackle a central question or idea that will shape our conversation. Today's is a little bit less of a question and more of a topic and a thing to do and a thing that we'd recommend that you do. It is Quantic Foundry's Gamer Motivational Profile. If you've never taken this profile before, I'll be sure to link it in this podcast. If you're listening to us live, which, by the way, this is our first ever live recording of a podcast, which is a little strange. We're doing our best, but hopefully it won't come across too much in the podcast version if you're listening after the fact. But if you want to take that test, you can look up Quantic Foundry online. Quantic, Quantic Foundry Gamer Motivational Profile. You should find it. Take the quiz. It doesn't take too long, maybe like five or 10 minutes, and you will know your profile. As you're listening to the podcast episode, you can do that and find out what your typing is, but Before we get to that, I'm not going to jump the gun too far. I'm just going to introduce you to our level two members. So we have our maximum amount of level two members we're going to have during our stream. We have Sneaky Pig, we have Trombone Dalek, and we have Zando Calrizian. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves, however they feel the need to introduce themselves with their real names, where they are, any of that information they feel comfortable sharing. But I will just let them introduce by username. So we'll start with Sneaky Pig. Sneaky.
2: All right. Hey, everybody. My name is Sticky Pig, or I also go by Mike is my name. I also like to say that I'm kind of the oddball of the group. I am in the Southwest while everybody else is on the opposite end of our nation. I don't know what's wrong with you people, but yeah, so it, let's see. I've been a part of level two, goodness, probably almost definitely over six months because I'm about I think next month is my one year anniversary with Checkpoint. So I think i joined a couple of months after coming in here and I love being part of this community.
1: Awesome, Go for it, absolutely. Well, with that, let's let's pop over to Trombone.
3: I'm Trombone Dalek, also known as Grace. You can find me modding in numerous streams, including this one. And I am in North Carolina, not too far from
0: And I guess that leaves me. I am Zando Calrissian. You can call me Zando, most folks do and I am from Detroit and I've been a level 2 member just just about a year at this point I joined I started watching the streams in mid October and it wasn't long after that that I jumped up into level 2
1: Yeah absolutely so all, all three of you really were were pretty quick really just took one good conversation with me to kind of be like hey is this for real and as soon as you learned that it was indeed for real you were like I'm in Let's do this thing. Let's make level two happen. So always have been appreciative of all of our level two members and especially those that really jump that gun quick and really just need the yes. And once they get, that they're good to go so uh, a quick question as we kind of introduce each other and this this works towards the topic of the motivational profile imagine the stereotypical you know caught on a desert island that kind of scenario but instead this time everything is about to be destroyed every game genre is about to be destroyed by some evil magic you can only save one game genre what is the one that you're choosing to let survive What's the one game genre you want to let live? And I'll let you guys go in whatever order you feel.
0: I would probably go for the Metroidvanias. I know that's kind of a cheat because it's like two, but it's kind of become its own thing. So Mm. I really enjoy the challenge and the exploration and the whole side of like, once you learn it, you can start going as fast as you can and see how quickly you can get through with as little as possible.
2: All right, I don't feel so bad for my answer after that because with you kind of combining two, I kind of did the same because I struggled between two answers and I realized I can actually do both. But MMORPGs, I need something big. I need something role-playing to, to kind of keep my interest. And so that just fits it nicely.
3: I really didn't know how to answer this. I'm not a real gamer. And so with that, I was like, I don't even know what the chakras are. And so I kind of determined on RPG because that got like a choose-your-own-adventure vibe to it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, mine is obviously the farming sim. I can't help myself. I love a good farming sim. And they're also the ones that take up the most time. And I just I spend so much time in the world. So and it covers a lot of things. I thought about just being broad and saying sim games. But then I was like, that is so many games you could consider like nearly any game a simulation game. So I I felt like that wouldn't be quite fair. So I, I decided to just let the farm sim survive. But that gets us to our topic for today. We're going to talk about this gamer motivational profile and for people out there that have not heard of this or have never done it before or are taking the taking the test right now as they're listening live, this is a thing put together by Quantic Foundry that has kind of done some research into the different personality types of video gamers because we're not all the same. You can look at the the gamut of video games. You could go on Twitch right now and just go look at all of the video gamers out there and see just how many different types of games there are and how people approach them very differently. So somebody might play a game even differently that is the same game. I might play Overwatch differently than Zando plays Overwatch. We play together, we both have uh, an interest in that game, but the way we approach it is a little bit different. So the way they break it down is into 12 different mindsets that are kind of within six different categories that are each contain two spectrums. That's a lot of numbers, that's a lot of things, but I'll break them down and kind of explain how they're all related. So the first spectrum that they they utilize is the action versus social. Spectrum. So action is the big explosions, the loud noises, the big guns, all the exciting big stuff. And then on the other end of that spectrum, they say is social. So there's the action, big explosion, and there's the social, there's the let's play together. There's the community aspect. So I almost see this as like the performance spectrum. Some people want to perform in community with each other and other people want to perform in uh, a big explosive way, a big performative way, seeing a lot of explosions and and feeling like a big deal. The next spectrum is the mastery and achievement spectrum. So the mastery is kind of like they even use the example of of chess. So you want to be the best. You want to know the game as good as you possibly can. You want to think about and consider what is the best possible move? Any of my Fire Emblem peeps out there, if you like Fire Emblem and you're one of those people that will save at the beginning and then continually go back until you find the perfect move that makes it so that all of your people can survive. If you're that person, you have an inkling towards mastery. The other end of that spectrum is achievement. So not necessarily wanting to be the very best at the game, but wanting to achieve all of the achievable things to get the feeling of completion in the game so that's this spectrum the spectrum of mastering the practice versus mastering the collectibles mastering the ability within the game and then the third spectrum is immersion and creativity and these are the two ends of this spectrum immersion is literally just what it sounds like being immersed into a story rich experience whereas create is being able to play around with that immersion, being able to play around with the things that are within a world. Now, unlike a typical spectrum, you can be in both of these. It's not like you can only have immersion or creativity, but you could just lean heavier into both sides of that particular spectrum. So it's not a perfect definition. This is just what they kind of lump them into to help us understand the differences between the two. And then within each of these categories, they actually break them down. So for instance, under action, remember I mentioned there's the kind of That's the big boom mentality. There is destruction. So there's the desire to destroy things or there's excitement. So whenever I think of excitement, I think about games like Dead by Daylight. I think about games really as ironic as it sounds. I almost think about games as like Among Us. The excitement that you get whenever you're the imposter and you're worthy, you're like worried about being caught. That is the feeling of excitement. Absolutely exhilarates an action oriented gamer. Social, they delineate it by competition and community. So competition is you want to be with people and you also want to be better than them. And then there's community, which is you want to just be with people. You don't care if you're better or worse. You just want to be around them. Mastery, there is challenge and strategy. So challenge is where you want something that challenges you as hard as it can. You want something that is complex to understand versus strategy where you want to do the right move set to get the thing done. Mm Achievement. There's completion. That is where you want to collect all the things versus power where you want to be as strong as you can possibly be. That's very much like an RPG thing. You want to unlock the whole skill tree. If you're that person that wants to max min max and figure out the best way to do your skill tree, you're probably interested in power of achievement. Immersion. There's fantasy and story. I don't really know what that one actually looks like as far as the differences there. If you have more of an interest in like a fantasy storytelling method versus just story in general, that's kind of the one that's foggiest for me. Creativity there's design and then there's discovery so design is literally being the one that does the creative stuff versus discovery being the one that explores the possibilities and discovers the possibilities within a creative world I would almost think of that as being kind of a a part of a metroidvania in the sense that you want to you want to see the creativity that's been done to get to point A to point B if you're one of the people that tries to scene break and skip things then that's probably a creative extension of you in a way so that is the 12 those are the 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 12 categories or the 12 breakdowns of the six categories of the three spectrums that's a lot to say and a lot to think it's best honestly if you do the Quantic foundry for yourself just to kind of get a breakdown of it and to see it and to see uh, how it all works and the coolest part is at the very end it gives you a little chart that you're able to utilize and look at, and it'll show you exactly where you scored on each individual thing and how far you stretched into each of those. So what I want to do now is first, I want to offer up to our other three people and say, Hey, what else do you have to say in that definition? I thought it was pretty thorough, but maybe I missed some aspects of the gamer motivational profile, like describing it. Did I skip anything? I don't
0: think so. It sounded all pretty comprehensive. The only thing I would say I would add
2: in in terms of like the difference between in in the immersion category with the fantasy and story, the way I understood it is that the fantasy aspect is kind of more along the lines of you want to become that character. Like you want you like you embrace or immerse Mm -hmm. yourself so much in that character that you kind of are living that life, living that world. Like it's like, you want to separate yourself so much out of reality to, to live in the world that that game is playing. The story I think is just the idea of you, you want a good story. Something that has like, you know, deep characters has, has people that keep you coming back into the game. So it's kind of more of like, I can read, like, I'll put this in a different way, but like a book right? I can read a book and have a really good story, but not become super attached to the characters. Or I can have a book that has like super deep characters that I almost identify with them, but maybe the story is not that fantastic, but I come back because I want to see what's happening with the characters. So that's kind of how I made that difference. I don't, I don't know yeah. if that's right, but no, I think that's exactly
1: it. right. And that makes a ton of sense. And, and the aspects of like becoming the character versus experiencing the story. Yeah. And I'm sure that that comes down to even character like creativity, being able to create your own character and, and like feel like you, like, I mean, Ooh. Cyberpunk was so novel for that, right? Being able to really let you make your character down to the nitty gritty, uncomfortable stuff. And so you were able to truly immerse yourself in who you were going to become versus whether you like the story or not, just being able to live into that character was a different thing. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Cool. Okay, well, it cracked me up. I started laughing in the middle of this because the chat box was just over your eyes for that entire time, <laughs> where, where Perry has pulled up this command list. So that's very funny. You look like you're just anonymous the entire time. Cool. Well, let's go Let's go one by one and just kind of talk about where we landed, what were our results, and what we kind of think about that. Do we feel like the results were fair? Were they not fair? Now, a fun thing that this Gamer, motiva- gamer Motivational Profile does is it does give you... A cute little like phrase. So it it relates you to an idea, kind of like an Enneagram, kind of like a, a personality test. It gives you a like trope that you can relate to. So for instance, mine is the Bard Architect, which I did take this again today. I took it So for those of you that are avid listeners of the Checkpoint Church Podcast Hub, you will know that we actually have an episode already about the Gamer Motivational Profile from our very first year where we did a podcast at the very, very beginning. And I talked about it way, way, way back then. But this is way cooler because we get to dive deeper into it together as a community. But I was a Bard Architect then, and I'm a Bard Architect now now and basically what that means for myself is that i have a real intense sense of immersion and creativity and interestingly mine also went up on mastery this time so that was different about my my actual percentage but i'm very deep in immersion and i'm very deep in creativity and so that means that i I really want to experience the thing and also sing the song so i'm the bard because i want to live into that moment and live into the story but I'm also the architect because I want to do as much designing behind it as possible and immerse myself into it. So what were what were our results and how do we feel about them? We'll start with Sneaky, since you were already talking.
2: Okay. Yeah. Why not? All right. So mine was Slayer Architect. So Slayer wants to be the hero in the cinematic story. And the architect, you know, the little quote says, my empire begins with this village. And... I- Oddly enough, I thought that was pretty spot on because one of the things they bring up like with with the Slayer profile is that it's... Solo gamers who love to be a nurse immersed in narratives, and they like a slow kind of style of gameplay. And I like that they likened it to this—the idea that almost they see video games as like a highly interactive action movie. And yeah, that's <laughs> that would be how I kind of approach how I play games. And architects, you know, as you just mentioned, they, you enjoy the planning, decision making. You try to figure things out. You like the games to be a little bit slower, to where you can you can build on something. So. My my immersion was pretty deep. I had about 76%. I had 59% in achievement because I am one of those that whether it's achievement hunting or in a lot of games, I will try to complete as many quests as possible, or at least as many as my attention span will allow me to complete. You know, like for example, I know Kung Fu Carl in our, in our group, he's been talking about the same game. So I'm going to bring him up in this because he and I are both playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and we've been talking about how like we're we're leveling up but it's one of those games where it's hundreds of hours and you can spend so much time in each land completing everything and and that's really i think he and i have both been kind of doing that where it's like each little chunk of of land you you get to pick up treasure and all sorts of things and so i am that person and i can take that game and run with it really slowly to get everything done. So I thought it was really interesting that, yeah, it really seemed to hit home. The interesting one, and I'll talk about this later when it comes up with one of our questions, I felt like my social was a little higher than I thought it would be. So that brought about some very interesting introspection about my social habits with video games. But yeah, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back to that. But overall, I thought on the surface of all of this, it seemed to pretty peg me pretty well.
1: Yeah. How about Xanda? What did you think?
0: So I have taken this quiz at least three different times, and I have gotten arguably three different results. The very first time I got it, I was the Gardener Gladiator. And the gardeners are looking for quiet, relaxing task completion. They enjoy accessible gameplay that focuses on completing levels slash quests, collecting stars slash trophies, and collecting collectibles. Gladiators are competitive gamers who are more likely to identify as hardcore, and they want games to engage them using a broad spectrum of features. They are looking for an epic skill-based experience in the games they play. The second time I took the quiz, I got the reverse of that, which is Gladiator Gardener, which meant that my Gladiator side was more. But because I've also been having computer issues, I took it again today before, I guess, right at the beginning of this, and I got a new one, which was Gladiator Acrobat. And acrobats are solo gamers who primarily want to take on challenging gameplay, and they want to practice over and over again until they can take on the most difficult missions and bosses in the game. I feel like those three pretty much nail me down. I have always been the type of person to put a lot of time into a game. And and I, I like something that's slow. Like I can put hours and hours into Stardew Valley and be completely immersed in that. But then I'm also putting, I've run through the super Metroid link to the past randomizer, probably 10 times in the past month, trying to get better, faster times. It's kind of just a grind and just doing the same thing over and over again. Same with Resident Evil Village. I've been on a huge kick on that. I've played through that probably 10 times in the last week, which is ridiculous. But I just love going through and finding new ways to do things faster and figure out the best strategies to to get through things without taking as much damage or Super Punch-Out is another example where I've literally spent days playing that game, trying to beat my time by fractions of a second. And I love showing that stuff off, like with Guitar Hero, and you know that's the that's showing off the reflexes. The the quote for Acrobat literally literally is flexing my reflexes, and so I love to show people like, hey, look at all these cool things I can do. When most of the time it's games that nobody wants to play anyway, and so I'm really just like, hey guys, look at me, I'm special as well. But uh, the Gladiator side of of wanting to get better at things ties into my love of fighting games. So I think between those three, Gladiator, Acrobat, and Gardener, that's uh, that pretty much sums up my gaming.
1: Yeah, and it could even be a minutia of percentage. So whenever you take this test, you can scroll down and see (laughs) where you are on the spectrum. So like, not even the spectrum, but on the two things. So like under each end of the spectrum where there's like the action component, There's Mm -hmm. excitement and destruction. You can see where you place on each of those in the social competition community. And so it could just be that one was a little higher and one was a little lower that day, and it happened to place you in a different bracket. It really, how those two words can make such a difference. And if one Mm -hmm. of them is low and one of them is high, it makes it look like you're not a very social gamer. So like, for instance, what you said, Sneaky, where you were like, you were surprised by your social. But it's possible that your one end of your social was super crazy low and your other was just pretty high. And so that managed to bump it up more than you would have expected it to just because there's two ends of social gaming and how we approach it. So we can talk more about that soon, but I want to get to trombone. So trombone, what were you, what were your results and what did you think about it?
3: Yeah, so I've taken this a few times now and each time I get bard and skirmisher, which I find interesting because bard is usually more relaxed and social and skirmishers like in the middle of everything and so those are almost opposites in ways but they both very much fit me one thing that's pretty cool about Quantic Foundry is they also have a board games motivation profile which isn't which is very similar to this profile but it doesn't have the cool phrases the mottos with it and with that one I was also relaxed and much more social and so I thought that was An interesting thing within it, and I liked how the mottos were playing a part in a grand story, jumping into the fray of battle, which definitely describes me. Uh, It's only recently that I've been able to find games that I actually want to play on my own. Otherwise, I'm always just like bugging people being like, can we play this game? Can we play this game? Because I want to play the game, but I don't want to play it by myself because a lot of the fun from it comes from the community that I'm with during
1: yeah, I'm always intrigued by this. I'm always intrigued by the test. I'm always intrigued to look at other people's charts and to see where they place in different things. And it always surprises me more than anything. Some, like looking at Zando's, which I'm I'm able to look at it because I'm looking at the show notes. Those that are listening or those that are watching the stream can't really see what I'm talking about. But it, some people have circles. <laughs> some people are really well-rounded. And then there are other people like my myself and Sneaky who are like spikes. We look like little like caltrops. Because we, we really, really like what we really, really like. And the other things, we could kind of like take it or leave it. And it just intrigues me to think about how people approach games in such a different way. Just kind of taking, taking with, with with a grain of salt all the different aspects of it. But it sounds like for the most even if we didn't see it immediately, after reflecting on the the typing, we kind of like got it. It kind of clicked. And we were like, yeah, that is what I am. And I do see how that works and how that lines up with what I am. So let's, let's highlight that first and answer the question for ourselves of what does this test get right? Like, what is it doing well that is making that feeling come across in us that is like working for us and, and checking the boxes that say, Hey, that, that is me. I am that gamer. What do you think it was that this test got right? Anybody can answer.
2: I'll say I was a little sh- surprised at the, the accuracy of, in, in terms of like the, the, so Liz are listening. If you take the test, it, it, it gives game suggestions through to kind of help you give ideas of what games they might be talking about. And, I think one of the cool things is is reading through that list and the list, especially for the Slayer part of what I like to play, hit hard. I mean, it was Skyrim, Fallout, Mass Effect, Bioshock, Last of Us, Dragon Age, Life is Strange. All games that are very, very story driven, but with a lot of choices, a lot of freedom to play and to kind of make decisions about where you want your character to go and and what you want it to do as you make your way towards the end of the game. And that was pretty darn spot on because I've played all of those games with a lot of hours in them. So that was kind of like, okay, yeah, so I felt like it really kind of nailed the immersion part of the quiz pretty right. So this is where I said I was going to talk about this. The, the social aspect was a big surprise, to be honest, because I am not that much of a social gamer. When people ask me to play games, I am definitely the one who's like, I have to wash my socks. Like, I will come up with any excuse to not play games with people a lot of the times. About the only time I really have, I I will play with games with people is I have a group of friends of mine that we have played Call of Duty and, and even earlier games. But we've been playing together for almost, almost 12 years. And it, it's, it's like a Friday night, Saturday night ritual that we all get together. We all play Call of Duty and we have a blast together. And and, and that group has kind of become a, a very core group. So I kept that in mind. as like, oh, that's my only social. But when I saw how high I scored, I looked into it a little bit more deeply. And it brought up things like StarCraft. And I was like... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I remember doing StarCraft LAN parties. Yes, I am that old. And back in the day and having a ton of fun with that. In fact, when I was doing youth group, we used to do a once a month youth group guys night. And that's what we would do. We would, we'd go over to somebody's house. We'd LAN partied up with all our computers, throw on StarCraft and play all night. And then it brought up other games like, wow. And then I added Guild Wars 2, Mario Kart. I thought, yeah, these are all games I like to play. In a way, I like to play them solo. But I do enjoy playing them with people. So I would not consider myself a social gamer at all. And because I really do like to to solo a lot of things. But when it kind of broke down the percentages of those, I was I was pretty surprised. Cause it's it had like my competition is a thirty nine percent and my community is a fifty-two percent. I thought, okay, I can actually see that where while I may not enjoy gaming with other people a ton, but when I do, I have a blast. And and so I was surprised that after a little bit of introspection and the quiz kind of suggesting that I was more of a social gamer than I thought, it actually made a lot more sense. So I thought that was pretty cool that even with that little bit of nudge to kind of think like, yeah, okay, I I can see where that stands out.
1: Yeah. I think it's helpful as well to consider what the percentages mean. And like... Once we, once you look at what, where they get the percentages from, it doesn't mean that you're like, like I have 3% excitement under action for me. It doesn't mean that I only like 3% of excitement. It means that 97% of the people that have taken this test like excitement more than I do. So that's how they take their percentile rankings is they base you against everyone who's ever taken the test before. So the wider the range, the lower and lower, the higher and higher you're going to get. Now, the antithesis of that means that I got 94% strategy. So it means that I like to strategize more than 94% of people that have taken this test before. I've ranked it higher more often, more consistently across the questions. So that's a helpful thing as well to consider. Like, just like the Enneagram, we contain multitudes here, right? We have everything. It's just where are we the most attuned and where are we more or less so than other people who are also playing the same games we are. And and every game has its own things that it can can bring to the table. I do wanna bring up that Pineapple Pope got the other two types. So they're in the chat here on Twitch, and there are the nine gamer types. We've listed seven out of the nine, but the other two that we hadn't gotten were Bounty Hunters and Ninjas. And so bounty hunters, just giving a quick cursory cursory glance, are the high-octane solo world explorers. So more of the people that want the action of like a Dark Souls, I would say, reminds me of kind of the bounty hunter. Maybe without really getting into the action or the, the challenge aspect of it, but very much wanting the high energy and wanting to explore the world. And then the ninja wants a duel of speed and skill. So it doesn't only want to do things well, but wants to get them done as quickly as possible. So there we go. That's another thing to, to throw into the, into the, into the limelight there. But I think that's helpful think, to remember, like where we, where we fall within the spectrums, we all are there. It's just where we compare to. up.
0: I think it's interesting how you brought up what our, our graphs look like and how some of them are like kettle traps, some are circles. And mine, as I'm looking at my two most recent, are mostly kind of circles. And as you mentioned, the, the ninja and the bounty hunter, I'm like, that's kind of me too so it's just interesting to be like oh mine probably could be a circle and that that does kind of fit along with my personality of being a jack of all trades and master of none like i'm really good at a lot of different games but there's none that i feel like i'm definitely a master at because i know there are always people significantly better than at them than i am
1: so what else do we what else do we draw out of getting right what else do we see that this 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 thing brings value to or are we ready to tear it to pieces? Which one are we doing?
0: <laughs> I, I was looking through. I didn't notice that it, until uh, Sneaky had mentioned it, that it gave video game recommendations. And a lot of mine on both the uh, the Gladiator, Ac- Gladiator Acrobat and Gladiator Gardener are uh, rhythm games. <laughs> so that, that tracks. It's trying to push Call of Duty on me a lot more than I would probably prefer. But so like, let's see, I'm getting Geometry Drit, Dash, Cuphead, Enter the Gungeon, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Fortnite, uh, no thanks. Celeste, Smash Brothers, osu, and Mobile Legends Bang Bang, which I assume is some sort of weird League of Legends thing, which I'm just going to write off harder than the Call of Duty recommendation. So I think the, the recommendations are pretty spot on once you take this. It might open your eyes to some other games you might not recognize right away or, or realize like, oh, maybe I should give that one a chance. Like, I don't know what Geometry Dash is, but it's a rhythm-based platformer. Yes, please, and thank you.
1: Yeah, and they ask you along the way kind of what games are you currently playing and interested in. And so I always wonder if they reverse engineer that in any way. If they're like, oh well these, this if I'm the the BARD architect, then these are the games that I like. So whenever they find other BARD architects and enough BARD architects say this is a good game, maybe they'll bump those higher up the recommendation list. And kind it's of actually it's...
3: two different ways that they do recommendations. Okay. To begin with. So there's the gamer neighborhood method, which is where they find the thousand gamers that are most similar to your profile, and then pick the games that they talked about that they enjoy. But then there's also the game distance method, which is taking the ones that you mentioned specifically and finding them most similar to those. And so they suggest that the game distance method is better if you like a broad variety of genre and gameplay, whereas if you like a specific type of gameplay, such as rhythm games, the game run neighborhood might be better for you.
0: I just I just checked the game distance method and it's recommending Resident Evil 3 remake, Batman Arkham City, Marvel's Spider-Man, The Arkham Collection, Stardew Valley, and all of those are games that I love. So, yeah. yep, nailed me.
1: Well, I think we're inching ever closer to talking about how we might be able to use this. So, before we get to it, let's let's address any concerns. Are there any like red flags that that raise from you from this program? Is there anything That even if it's not something that they do poorly, it's something that we could misapply even. What does that look like for you? What does this not get right?
0: I think some of the questions kind of throw me off. And I think that's why I get different results almost every time, because it's like, how important is shooting big guns to you? Like, (laughs) I I don't care. (laughs) Like, and and I know that probably has some kind of like major impact on what, what thing I'm, I'm choosing. But like, if... I don't know. I don't know. I feel weird answering some of those questions, you know, like dominating other players. Like, yeah, that's fun, but it's not, you know, and so I don't know where I should place that to be more in line with what I'm doing, or maybe I'm just overthinking the questions. So either way, I guess the questions could be a little more, I don't know, less embarrassing to answer. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I find myself in a weird, like nuanced position versus a cynical position where sometimes I'll be like, yeah. I don't like that at all. Other times I'll be like, I could see how I could like that sometimes, you know? So sometimes there's, I'm, I'm more lenient and other times I'm
0: maybe not. Yeah. I was going
2: to say, I, I, that would out of anything about this that I felt like could be a little bit of a critique is the questions. I don't know if it would benefit from like more specific questions or more broad questions, but the questions they have definitely come across as almost like what's your mood for the moment like, if you've been playing a certain type of game and you take this quiz, good chance you might, it might, that might lean you that way. Or maybe you've, you've played a game and you had a bad experience <laughs> recently. And then you take this quiz and you, that question comes up and you're like, no. So I, I, I do think the questions, could be a little bit based on just where your headspace is at, which you know, I mean, like any any personality test, whether it's Enneagram or Myers Briggs, anything like that. I mean, it, it's all, it's all built on stereotypes, so it is kind of you know based on kind of where your headspace is, and so I, I you know think one thing I would say if you take this quiz. I think like a couple of you have you know highlighted the fact that you've done this multiple times now, and so you've kind of seen how it's changed, and, and so you've kind of got a spot. But I think when you answer it, you almost have to like really sit there and think for a second. Like, am I, am I answering this in a very firm way, or am I answering this more in a nuanced way? And, and I think that's going to kind of dictate their response to you.
3: I mean, that's a problem with any Likert-type scale in general that you have is that there's always gonna be that variation within it. Like you mentioned, especially with personality tests, because those frequently use the Likert type scale within that. I thought that one thing for me that was difficult was that there's a lot of things which are situation dependent for me. It's like, well, even though these are the same type of game, that doesn't necessarily mean that I would make the same choices or have the same preferences within it because that social connection is so strong like I never thought that I was someone who would get into any type of shooting game and like I play Destiny and Halo Infinite now but I pretty much only play them if I have a friend who's playing them with me whereas if you just recommend like any type of shooter game to me like probably not. And so that was definitely a nuance that you aren't able to really input within here. And so that does you some different things. But I think even within that, like, it did a good job of trying to have that balance between it. But that was my biggest concern with it. And also, it was really easy to interpret the questions in a way that they weren't intended. And part of that is just an issue that I have in general with, like... a
1: Yeah, I think I think there's also always going to be things missing, right? There's always it's never Mm -hmm. going to be enough. It's just not possible to possibly like bring the whole gamut of, of experience. Like some things that I really value in games that weren't here would be like aesthetic. Like nobody talked about aesthetics. There's no like appreciation of like the art or the beauty of a game. That's something I I will play a game that looks pretty just because it does. And that'll be something that draws me in and gives me a better experience. Or even if it's just highly detailed retro style, you know, like a one shot or something like that, where it's, it's just such a gorgeous looking retro game. Whereas somebody that's looking for 60 FPS and sees one shot, they're going to be like, Oh, this is not pretty at all. Like I want, I want graphics. I want high end detail. And so that's another bit of bit of nuance that I think I know people that will not play games. Um, if they look a certain way, whereas other people might appreciate them more because they'll be able to define the detail. And then there's nothing about horror. Horror is a pretty huge game genre and none of these questions really evoke any kind of feeling of fear or simulated fear. The closest they get is with action, but even action doesn't really capture the feeling of the anxiety that games can produce. You know, Those were a couple of things that I just felt like were missing from the test and weren't able to really be captured that are pretty major aspects of gaming for me at least.
0: I think the, find... the horror stuff could probably be kind of tied into immersion, though. Mm. I could be wrong, but like I feel like once you are deep enough into the into a horror game, that like that anxiety is building up, that you are pretty immersed in the story and in the environment.
1: Yeah. Well, it always ties to another one, kind of like I was saying with with Dead by Daylight being tied to action and things like that, where you get that feeling of the of the rush of the game. And there's definitely like aspects of it, but none of it really got the full range of it for me, which I just can't expect because how, how could you? They'd be asking questions for days, right? This would be like hundreds of questions long if they really wanted to understand the complexity of every gamer ever. But those were just a couple things missing for me.
3: I think it's interesting that in their tabletop board game profile that they actually include multiple questions about aesthetics to the point Mm. that it's actually one of the motivations and they qualify it as gamers who score high like high quality components that strongly affect the theme and setting of the game and it talks about the artwork and component illustrations and as well as the tactile components of it because that is such a huge part of tabletop games of whether it's more about the aesthetics or if it's about the gameplay and mechanics. And I think it's interesting that they chose to include it there, but not with the video game.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. So they did at least consider it. There's an aspect of it there, but it's just, yeah, super yeah, interesting.
3: Yeah, there were multiple questions about it in uh, the board the game. the girls in the
1: chat and said they just took it and it's Bar Gardner was their result. So a little combination of some of the people here, looking for that quiet and relaxing experience between both of those. Really wanting to, to have a chill and cozy game. Cozy Gamer is a barred gardener, and I think that's great. And as I understand Asia as I've watched their streams, definitely, definitely got that aspect. Yeah, so it sounds like we've got it pretty well hashed out as far as the best bits of it, the bits that aren't working. So, considering the whole thing and taking with a grain of salt, how can we take this, this nuanced approach and get this for all it's worth? How can we really take this these results and what we've learned about ourselves and apply them to our gaming experience? What What do you guys have as advice for anybody wanting to take this information and run with it?
0: Look at the game recommendations. Read the whole read the whole results page really, because I feel like I overlooked that. It's like, oh yeah, I read the top little blurb where it's like, this is your your two types. And I, that's where i ended and i wish i would have read sooner because i didn't definitely didn't just buy geometry dash i mean that would be crazy <laughs> why would why would i even do that but i think taking the time to really dive into the results and learn a little bit more about yourself and at the very least find some new games that you might really like yeah i would i would uh, i would go ahead drumbo sorry
3: oh no it's fine you started
2: okay we'll spend the whole time arguing who's gonna go first because that's just us so I would definitely echo Zando's sentiment. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a great way to get to know yourself as a gamer and to figure out what games, you know, maybe dial in your gaming experience a little bit more. Like what 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 sort of things can pop out to you more and find out what games you enjoy. Maybe even help you, like, recommend why you love that game so much, you know, kind of a thing. So, like, right now I'm playing, you know, Plague Tale Requiem. And between the storyline, the music, everything in that game. I can like I have been just raving about this game ever since it came out and since I've been playing it and because it fits the immersion category of of my profile perfectly. So, huge. But I did I did, you know, think to myself though. I think you can use this as an opposite as an opportunity to kind of say, "Okay, I might not like this game. Maybe I should try it." You know, maybe I should give it a try and see, like, okay, if, so like Xando playing Fortnite, you know, he might jump in there and be like, nope, I, yep, I hate this game. This is so horrible. And, and, and you can go, okay. And well, now I understand why. But maybe, just maybe, you know, you might jump in and find a game that's opposite of your profile and discover you might enjoy it. You know and I'll, I'll use an example so like you know b, b b surfers love of League of league right he could probably be like hey come on you social people who like to play social games league is social come play with me and maybe for someone like me who would be like yeah okay i'll try it and then all of a sudden be like oh, oh my goodness league of legends actually isn't that bad so I, I think there is a little bit of an opportunity here to stretch yourself and, and to try something new and different that maybe you would have tried before and see, maybe you'll hate it, maybe you won't.
3: Yeah, I think it's important to recognize as well that the entire purpose that these profiles were created is because Quantic Foundry is a market research company focused on gamer motivation. And so they are working on combining the social science with the data in order to understand what actually drives gamers to help inform developers about what drives gamers and what gamers are looking for and what they will be interested in. And so with that, completing that also so showing and getting featurely use that data in a variety of different ways. They have a blog that they have where they break down some of the different data they recently had a summit that they hosted where they really dived into the reason behind creating this and the way in which they use it and i think that's really important i think that's part of why they include those recommended lists of games on there and i definitely agree that those are very helpful and i'm not saying this to be cynical or anything but it's just something to be aware of for sure and that it's definitely interesting to see How it is that they use it and to read through their blogs as well because they're really getting into some of the nitty gritty that otherwise wouldn't be gotten into if you didn't have the data to back it up
1: yeah i'll I'll reiterate a little bit of what everybody said and say that my my best practices have always been and i've talked about this probably not on the level two podcast but i anybody that knows me knows that i read a lot of books. And I particularly read one book out of like seven different genres that I've picked for myself over the years. And an important thing for me is that I hate nothing more than nonfiction. And I also despise history. And so I require myself, I require myself to read not only a nonfiction, but typically a historical nonfiction Pretty regularly. I'll keep one on my list and try to return to something that has at least some sense of antiquity to it. So, all this is to say, it might be helpful to, even if you don't have all the time in the world and wanna read seven different books at a time like I do. Consider whenever you're building your backlog, like throw a game in there, just like Sneaky was saying, that really is an antithesis or something unlike yourself. According to Quantic Foundry's you know, metrics, try and pick something from a genre that doesn't make any sense for you. Not only as an opportunity to like stretch yourself, but also as an opportunity just to see into a world that you're not a fan of. It may be a slog, but it's helpful always to experience all the creativity that the world has to offer. And so that's that's my my two cents there, kind of doubling down and agreeing with what everybody says, and saying that the, this could be best used as a full exploration of not just who you are, but who you could be, with proper implementation of the thing. So yeah, I think that's awesome. Well, any other last minute thoughts before we take a quick break?
2: If you, you right. need any historical nonfiction book recommendations, hit me up. <laughs>
1: I'll let you know. I'll let you know for sure. All right, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with our top three lists and our Nerd of the Month. All right, we are back. Thank you so much for that lengthy break. I know all of you were were really really hankering through that break. So I appreciate you sticking around with us. We are going to get right into our top three list. So for those of you that have listened to the Level Two podcast before, for those of you really who haven't, we always do a top three list after our first break, depending on something related to our topic of the day. And so since this one was Gamer Motivational Profiles, I thought it might be fun to come up with the top three games that you would recommend to somebody with your exact profile. So they give you recommendations on Quantic Foundry, but You can borrow from those if you want to, but I'd rather hear what would you define as like the top three, for me, Bard Architect games, or what would you define as as the top three Acrobat Gardener or whatever you want to put together? What are the top three games that you think just scream your particular Quantic Foundry type? And I guess so that everybody doesn't have to rewind to the beginning of the episode, say what yours is and then the three that describe it.
2: Alright, so Mind Slayer architect. So I would say my top three would probably be I'm gonna kinda of combine two here, but Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon Forbidden West. Great immersive storytelling, easy stuff too. If you if you are someone who absolutely loves to get you know, outfits and weapons and collect all that stuff. Lots of opportunities to collect all sorts of different things. So a lot of good stuff there. I had to go tried and true with this one because only because I fired it up the other day and it was like coming home, you know, after, you know, like when you come home for the first time after college and you're like, ah, oh, it's good to be home again. I picked up Skyrim the other day and that game, I it is old as dirt, but man does it still like just hit the hit a a good like just solo experience with all the customization you could possibly want and exploration you could possibly want and then lastly again just because I've been playing it and I'll kind of combine it but both A Plague Tale Innocence and Requiem if you are someone who loves a good story with all the aesthetics of being a gorgeous game stunning music and being thrown about emotionally those are two just amazing Amazing games that you could definitely dig into for sure.
0: So if you are a gladiator, acrobat, gardener like myself, it, my recommendations won't be too much of a surprise to you if you've listened to the rest of this podcast. Stardew Valley is a great game for those who'd want to just take a quiet, let's just do these things and complete these tasks and try to find the best way to do them type of game. It'll also take up way more of your time than you're anticipating. All of a sudden. You've played a whole month and you just want to play a little bit, but just see how, how the next day goes. You, you never know what your what your crops are going to yield that day. I would also recommend Hollow Knight. I was going to say the Super Metroid Link to the Past randomizer, but I realize that's a really niche kind of thing. But if you do like an, an exploration, overcoming adversity, achievements, a beautiful art style, wonderful music, Hollow Knight is just incredible. It's a really, it's a hard sell at first, but once you kind of get into it and figure out the rhythm of the game... It's a lot of fun. And then as far as just really kind of flexing your reflexes, I can't say anything better than Rock Band. You have so many different ways to choose to play the game, all of which will get you through listening to a lot of fun music and maybe broadening your horizons there, but then also pushing yourself to see how many of those little gems you can blow up to the beat of your favorite songs.
2: And if y'all ever get a chance to see Zando actually play the song while not watching the screen, it's pretty dang amazing. Like, I, like... (laughs) It w- it's. I've gotten to see it a couple times now, and it is just really cool.
3: Especially seeing it in person. That's like a whole oh, other yeah. level.
0: <laughs> and look, I will show off to whoever wants to see it because I'm an acrobat gamer, and I have to flex that stuff. So
3: So I'm a bard skirmisher, and I'm going to do two video games and one board game. So for my video games, my first part was Genshin Impact, which is what I play the most anymore Because it has a large social component that goes along with it. But at the same time, it also has a wonderful story with different complexities within it, which you can choose to follow or not. There's a lot of different battles, so fast-paced skirmishes that you can get into the middle of, sometimes unexpectedly. And so it really combines those two together because you can also just take it slower and just appreciate the lore and the stories of it. And it has those different options for it. And then my second one would be Destiny 2, kind of for the same reason that you, but that one's a lot more skirmisher with jumping into the fray of everything and all of the chaos and fighting. But then there's also the story that goes within it and that's detailed and there's a lot of lore within it if you wanted to dive into that, which... I have not because there's so much of it, but I have many friends who have. And then the board game that I picked, which was very difficult, I ended up deciding on King of Tokyo because it does have the social aspect of it because you are engaging with other players throughout it, but it's also primarily about the fast-pacedness of it and you have to decide whether you're going to help or hurt your other players throughout it. And so that's why I decided on those three with my Bard Skirmisher.
1: Awesome. I'll round us out with the Bard Architect and I'm actually gonna pick a surprising choice here. I'm not gonna say Undertale, as tempted as I am to say Undertale. Finally not going to say it, mainly because the bard architect has a lot to do with like being a team player, even if it's not real people that you're teaming up with, it has a lot to do with building the perfect like well rounded force. And so I'm actually going to start with Omori this time, which is basically Undertale meets Earthbound. So it's Pretty much makes sense that it combines two of my favorite things anyway, but I think that really exemplifies the Bard Architect feel. In a very similar vein, I'd probably recommend Persona 5, which does a very similar job of allowing you to build up a literal team and work towards a really story-rich experience. And then my third recommendation hasn't come out yet. It's coming out in summer of next year, but it is the remake of Harvestman Wonderful Life. Because it's the best story, and it also gets that farm element to it. And what, what it does differently than other Harvest Moons, which is actually Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life this time. But what it does really wonderfully is it provides an experience for you to kind of feel the passage of time, which other Harvest Moons and Story of Seasons don't do quite as well. So you feel that passage of time, and you feel that sense of moving towards an ending of some sort. You feel that progression that scratches your architect brain. So... Yeah,
0: if I could be break the mold a little bit here and throw out a recommendation for someone else's and maybe this is just me yelling at Sneaky for the 100th time play Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> Everything that you said <laughs> is Final Fantasy 14. You're right. A whole right, lot I of know. completion um MMORPG that you don't have to play with other people. Like what are you waiting for, dude? Hate <laughs> be the mean, have you heard there's a free trial?
1: Oh man, and now it's live. Everyone's seen it. Everybody knows now. The the oh, recommendation the has been made. Pressure. In this is the, you know, the Bible verse that's like, first talk to a man in private and then take him before the whole church. Like this is you, you've been presented now. This is, this is the full you know,
0: I I'm not even active in the game anymore, but I just want you to play it. Cause I feel like <laughs> you'll enjoy the story. You'll enjoy the gameplay. Like it's not, everything that you said is you were talking about your motivation profiles. Like why are you not, he's not playing. Have I talked to him about Final Fantasy Four? I talked to him about, it. I literally in person talked to you about it. So just go download it. Just play it.
1: All right, we're going to move into our, our game to close out our, our podcast here. This is the last thing that we do at the end of our Level 2 podcast, and it's called Nerd of the Month. So we're going to go one person at a time. You each get to ask a yes or no question about a particular fictional character in some universe, franchise something, and whoever gets to that character first is the winner. And so that is the the rule of the day. Yeah. Uh, one question at a time you get one question and one guess so each time it gets to you you get one question and one guess and we will start just because i've got you in the order of sneaky Trombone Zando. we'll go in that order so we'll start with sneaky you get one question one guess and then we can pass it on you don't have to take a guess i would recommend taking the question because you'd be silly not to
2: all right is it a nintendo based character no wow all right pass all right trombone is next
3: Okay, so you have the character in mind and we're asking yes or no about that character. Correct. I did not follow. Can I pass the Vando and then
1: No question? That's fine if you don't want to ask a question, but you've got the floor.
0: You could always ask a very basic question. It's true.
3: Is it a human character?
1: No.
0: Does this character show allegiance to one of the three big companies, Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo? No. Ooh. Okay. Is it a Pokemon? No.
3: Okay, so it's not Nintendo. It's not a Pokemon. It's not allegiance to the Big Three, and it's non-humanoid. Is this a main character?
1: Yes.
0: Do you have a guess, T-Bone? Of course not. Okay. Is it a playable character? I, I don't have a guess yet.
2: Is it a character that we've seen on stream? On stream, yes. Okay, I don't have a guess.
3: Is it a game that... Is it from Danganronpa?
1: No, I wouldn't do that to y'all. No, <laughs> it's Makoto Nayegi, you guys. How could you not get this? <laughs> oh, of course.
3: You're not wearing the onesie yet. We haven't gotten there. Is that what you're gonna go for? Right. Okay.
0: Has this character appeared in a medium that is not video games? Yes. So is it in a TV show or in a, anything like that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
0: I, I I don't have a guess. Move on. Oh, now we're, now it's getting tough.
2: You guys are me kicking yourself, man we probably are
3: both of you to assume we aren't already
2: is it sonic it is sonic
1: you got it chats in the clap for sneaky sneaky is our winner sneaky Good is job, the winner Twinkie. of the day let's see the chats we love it Thank you. <laughs> yeah definitely threw me off with the, is it human and then humanoid because i was like well definitely humanoid but did i use them
3: interchangeably much, very much a hedgehog
1: unequivocally a hedgehog so congratulations to sneaky who is our level two podcast winner of the episode three podcast got sonic the hedgehog love it love it love it all right folks we are going to move towards the end of the episode with our sign off but before we do i'm going to give our three guests a chance to give a quick shout out if you have a project or a social media or anything that you're working on that you would like for people to come and check out then go ahead and shout those out now and we'll go in reverse order from before so we'll start with zando then trombone then sneaky
0: so i am zando calrissian on just about any socials and i have been streaming intermittently lately so a uh, slash Zando Calrissian if you have any questions about how to spell that or anything it's Lando Calrissian from Star Wars with an x at the beginning or you can just find me in checkpoints discord all the time
1: all right trombone anywhere you want to be found
3: you can find me on discord you can find me modding in a stream near you most likely because I mod for 15 streams now
0: Although probably not for checkpoint anymore that you accidentally muted I'm Sneaky. I'm sorry, little. okay? You did, you muted I'm one of our
3: guests during back, the podcast. And then my laptop lagged, and then I couldn't <laughs> click, and then it clicked, and then I, I'm the worst mod, okay? 14 streams now.
2: All right, I forgive you. It's all good. Thank you. At least it was only 600 seconds.
3: I untimed it. I undid it as soon as I could. I'm like, weesh
2: socials i'm not really that active on socials so if you you find me good luck i'm most active here on discord i would just like to shout out all of our well actually i'm gonna do two shout outs one i'm gonna shout out level two if you've been a part of checkpoint for a while and you are not a part of level two you're missing out on some good times and so come join the community again nothing you know we're not asking you to do a whole lot it's just you want to move from being you know from from just being a part of the community to actually serving the community so if you enjoy what's happening here at checkpoint please 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 come check out level two and be a part of what's going on. Lastly, I want to shout out just a bunch of our community members and all their streaming. Yeah, Zando's been on the last few times. It's been awesome to go in there and watch him have a blast. Maybe 30 Bats is another one who streams pretty regularly. He's got some great streams happening. And there's a whole list. So if you go to our Discord and you go to the Community Streams tab, you can see all the people who are streaming pretty regularly. And it is just an awesome group of people. And so go check them out.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. And as always, this has been a Checkpoint Church podcast on the Checkpoint Church Podcast Hub. You can find us on twitch.tv checkpointchurch or over on our Discord or on our YouTube. I'll tag all that stuff down in the description down below if you're listening to this. And uh, you'll be able to get access to all of that good stuff. But with that, we're going to wrap up this podcast with the three or the, uh, the three things that we believe to true about every single one of you out there. And we're going to queue it up with each of our members here. So let's take it away with
3: Sneaky.
2: All right, member. God loves you.
0: We love you.
3: You matter. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Level 2 Podcast. We
2: hope that you enjoyed the show and will consider rating us in your favorite podcast app and letting us know what you
1: think. Bye bye.